welcome to the Zadzooks Happy Hour, a podcast providing commentary on the latest in film, TV, games, and comics. My name is Todd Stoll, and I'm joined by 25-year veteran reporter covering pop culture, video games, and technology for the Washington Times, Joseph Zadkowski. Uh-oh. Wait. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, huh? Huh? <laughs> Did you just wake you up? to cut all that. No, I didn't wake up. <clears throat> Man. We got some bad news to start off. Holy with. heart crush, Batman. Adam West. Oh. Died last night with a short bout with leukemia. I really think, you know, I can't confirm this, but I think he was one of the good guys. Yeah. Once he got over the fact that he had, he had no career after Batman and he embraced, he re-embraced the role. Yeah. I think it was pretty good for him. So I saw... Uh, one celebrity posted something on social media today, which I thought was so funny. He walked up to Adam West at a Comic-Con and said, Hey, my wife met you in like 1989. And he turned to him and he gave him this like sly look. And he's like, Oh, tell her I remember. <laughs> and he just kept walking. And I'm like, right. that is the smoothest line I've ever heard. So I met him at a Comic-Con. And he was so, like, for five minutes, and he was sitting next to Julia Newmar. And they were signing autographs, doing what they usually And he was so generous, yeah. is what I could say. He was just so open and willing to talk. And he was just a nice guy. And, and his career was somewhat resurrected with Seth MacFarlane picking him yeah. up to be Mayor Adam West right. on Family Guy. Which so is, you never obviously watched the original Batman show. I did. You, but you didn't exist when it first came out. No, I'm but, talking about when it first ran. No, not when it first ran. I think there was a period of time when, it, I don't know if you remember, when TBS would run sort of like the Carol Burnett show, Batman. They would run a lot of these, you know, they would do like a, an evening block starting at 8 o'clock until like 11. So this is messed up. I remember... Um, I was like five watching the show. My parents did not have a color television. So, so I always understood or assumed that the Batman live action show was black and white. Mm. It wasn't until I think I went to some store at one point and walked by and saw the color and went, wow, what? And, of course, years later, I did get the series uh, on Warner Home Video because after all the the legal wranglings, it yeah. took forever to get this Batman series on home video. Yep. But they did. They did it right. It was on Blu-ray. And, man, I got to just sit there and absorb all of them. Did you know that um, he was filming or he was doing a movie, I think it was somewhere overseas, and his friend who who wrote the show said, you got to come back. You've got to take a look at the script. I've got a TV show I want to do. It's called Batman. And he brings him in. He reads like 60 pages of it. Signs on the spot with one condition. I get to pick Robin. Really? And they brought, they brought uh, Burt Ward in. And he gave his blessing. Said, he's, wow. he's my Robin. And from there. And, and the thing is, is that. They say he knew. He he's like this is a perfect role for me. It's like not taking itself seriously. It's a comedy, like it's not a it's not an action thing. You know, it's meant to be campy and it's meant to be kind of silly. And then it typecast him as a result because they didn't know what to do right. with him. 
because they thought, oh, well, he's always going to be typecast. But, but yet that. he got to work with some of the greatest actors in the business. I know. It's unbelievable. Which is not even, you wouldn't expect it in a show like that, right? Vincent Price and. I mean, uh, it's, it's legions of. Uh, yeah. Who was King Tut? Um, oh, yeah. Don't, don't. We, 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 should, we just don't have, okay, the, we don't all have right, time. We're not going to go through but all I that. But I mean, Cesar Romero. It's so unfortunate that, his, you know, they said that once the work dried up, he eventually had to downsize his house, and eventually he sold his house and moved to Idaho. Right. Because he literally couldn't afford to stay in Hollywood, and no one was giving him jobs. And it wasn't until he met Seth MacFarlane to do a pilot that failed, and then um, Family Guy got picked up, and then I, about a year or two into Family Guy, MacFarlane called him and said, I've got to spot for you i wanted to be a mayor right and i wanted to be you but i wanted to be you crazy and he was like totally on board so apparently they really jive they they their comedy um they were very much aligned with how everything should run and um really nice guy super sad it is it's even it's also sad because he returned to the role as a voiceover Many times. in an animated full-length cartoon, mm-hmm. which I really enjoyed a lot. Mm-hmm. You saw it, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And he could have done a lot more of those. Yeah. I mean, it's it's unfortunate that, I mean, he was he was definitely in a lot of, uh, you know, the, the typical, you know, f- uh, shows of the time. I think he was in Geronimo, 77 on Sunset Strip, Perry Mason. I mean, he did have these sort of character actor roles. He had good looks, the good leading yep. man looks. Yep. Um, and I'll I'll never forget the episode where he's got the big giant bomb, and he's yeah, running, he running, running, over down, running down the pier, like almost crashing into people to get rid of it. And then the movie was the one where the sharks were connected to the ladder on the helicopter, right? That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. The movie was pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, I love that stuff. It's great. So very sad to start off with that, but. We need to acknowledge it since it was announced right. today. People die. I hate to break the news. They do, but it's going to happen. At least he's immortalized. He's such a nice guy. And we could go back and watch his, his catalog of work, especially and his Batman. He really got screwed over by the industry for the time. Yeah, it's yeah. not fair. No. So. Ugh. Okay. Let's move on to happier notes. Oh, you're not even stopping. You're just going right forward. Uh, yeah, I'm I, think, I, think we just, I think we just have to. Okay. So I'll give you a choice. We can talk about. Well, I let's go with Beauty and the Beast first. Okay. Because I'm fired up over that one. I uh, I will be honest with you. Please do. I stopped it about three quarters of the way through, because I was like, I already know how this ends. I've seen the animated movie. Right. This is kind of shot for shot. I get that it's a live action setting, but. I was like, man, you know what? I've got better things to do, <laughs> and I know how it ends. Right, and, I, and and I know it's a different cast, and it's it's a different vibe and experience. It's but for, it's for a new generation, man. I, I mean, I guess. But my question is, is that are kids likely to watch this, or if their parents put the animated version in front of them, which one are they watching? I think only because this is more readily available. They're going to pop this in. I think, honestly, the reason that's, that this movie did so well also is because it's got Hermione Granger in it. And she, right now, is 
doing very well for herself. And I think that there's the Harry Potter Legion that right. is also tied to this. But let's talk a little bit before we get into the movie, just to sort of break this out. So the animated movie, again, this is adjusted for inflation, made 218, almost $219 million domestically. And worldwide, it made $425 million on a $25 million budget. The new movie, again, not adjusted for inflation because it's right. today, was $160 million. So right. that's a lot of cabbage. That's, you know, that's right. 120, 135 million. And I'd, and I'd million argue more. making an animated movie should cost way more yeah. than a live action movie. Now, domestically, it brought in $503 million and worldwide it's the number one movie of 2017 with $1.241 billion. Right. Scary. Scary. And, I mean, again, yes, I think what it is is I think it, it is parents who have seen the original brought their children to see the updated version. Right. Um, but there just wasn't, it wasn't a new take on an old story. It was almost cloned with a live action setting. And I think it was a bit of a turnoff for me. Uh, having Having watched the animated version and really enjoying it, I just found myself a little bored. Okay, that's fair. I don't understand why they made it, other than as a cash grab, but it was an easy cash grab. And remember, there was a musical on Broadway that's run for many a many a year. Mm -hmm. So they can't drain that. I mean, what's the next thing that they're going to do that's live action from an animated film? I mean, they've done Snow White, and then they did Snow White and the Huntsman. Did they do Cinderella? Yes, they did Cinderella. Uh huh. Did they do it? Yep, they did. Um, they're not going to do Bambi. <laughs> no, they're not going to do. Bambi. They're not going to do anything with talking animals, right? Um, That's not true because they did um, Jungle Book, but the main character is a human. right, which was fantastic. Yeah, by John the way. Favreau. Props now, to him. for as much as you say, why would they do it over again? He did a pretty good job doing it it's over a again. Very different vibe. Right. I mean, literally, I have seen on YouTube comparisons from the animated version to the live action version and it's like shot for shot right similar so i don't know um i thought the cast did a pretty good job um my, i'm not a fan of emma watson singing she's a great dramatic actress i'm sure but i wasn't emotionally moved by what she was singing you know actually i found to your point, I found myself more connected to her when she wasn't singing. Right. When her actual acting chops came out. Because when she was singing, it sort of seemed like there was a few instances where I was like, oh, it's almost like in the back of her mind. She's got to remember to make a facial expression while she's singing. Right. Because it's obviously very hard when that's not your primary trait. Right. Um, I don't really know Dan Stevens very much. I as, don't either. As the Beast. I liked Luke Evans as, as Gaston. As I thought he has a great voice. Josh Gad, of course. Of course. Has and, a great and, voice. And he's a stage actor. I think the whole thing of trying to squeeze in the LBGTQRSQ character of, of LeFleur. Yeah, Is that his he, name? Was, was no, kind of... No, LeFou. LeFou? Le, Le <laughs> I thought it's LeFleur. Well, I don't know. That's that, his that's oriental they, counterpart. <laughs> Kevin Klein was great as Bell's father. Really yes, good. He's the only guy who actually got me a tear when he was um, making the watch. And he only sings like two lines of this song. I know. And I'm like, this is fantastic. Yeah. He just stopped. Uh, Ewan McGregor 
as great L- job. Lumineer, the enchanted sure. candlestick. Uh, Ian McClellan, Sir, excuse me, Sir Ian McClellan as Cogsworth, which is the enchanted yep. clock. Emma Thompson does a great job of Mrs. singing Potts. the title song. Not as great as Angela Lansbury, no. but no, she doesn't. She doesn't have the age in her voice. That's right. Um, you have uh, a young boy named Nathan Mack who was the enchanted teacup or oh, chip. Who cares. And then uh, Stanley Tucci. Yes, very demented, very as, funny. Uh, as the enchanted piano. Right. So, I mean, it's a Disney film. It looked great in it Blu-ray. Looked, listen, I'll give it an A. There's, no, know, there's the, no reason not to. The only thing I th- th- noticed that I thought was weird was the Beast CGI. I swear at some points when he was doing walking, he stuttered. But I just might have been my Blu-ray. It was really weird. It was not... As mm. seamless as I would have thought it could have been. Um, one thing I noticed when when spinning it up is you could play it or you could play it with it says something like an orchestral. No, no, no. What you that would be the um, overture. Yeah. What was that? Well, oh come on, really? That's that's where if you're watching like a Broadway musical, the whole orchestra starts pieces of the songs and plays through like a medley. For like two, three, four minutes. Oh. And then the main movie starts or the main show begins. So that was literally the, that was the. Yeah. It was, you should watch, listen to it. Okay. It's it's nice. Okay. It's well done. I mean. I'm not calling you out on your lack of Broadway history. Hey, I've seen a fair amount of stuff on Broadway. Okay. And you've never seen an overture at the beginning? I'm talking about in a movie. Right. No, that's very rare. Yeah, that's why I was like, I couldn't really understand what it was because yeah. I wasn't thinking of the Broadway piece of it because this wasn't a Broadway f- musical to start. I think the Hello Dolly movie does that too. Okay. That's going way too... I'm sorry. I mean, again, I'll give this thing an A. There's no reason not to. It's right. just, again... I've seen for, it. Again, for me, I've seen it and I have a hard time rewatching movies that like right. are past my age group. And it's but, kind of fun to watch the... the Actually, the originated, animated, original animated version was pretty amazing. Yeah, I remember watching it as a kid and being like, "This is a lot not, of emotion." I mean, again, not that I was really that into it, right? Um, but still, you know, worth it. So again, it gets an A from me. Take your, yeah, get it for your kids. Yeah, I'll get give it, it a B plus. I don't have any kids that are going to watch it anymore. No. My seventeen year old was like, "Are you kidding me? Put John Wick in." <laughs> yeah, let's get to it. Let's get to the meat. Yeah. Well, well, how about we get to John Wick when we come back? Okay. Does that seem like that makes sense? Do you have anything else you want to touch on on Beauty on the Beast? No. Okay. <laughs> I uh, thought you, I you said know, enough. No, and I will. I know. I know one frustration you have. What? Where's the 4K UHD? Well, of course, right? I don't know what they're waiting for. I mean, they wh- understand this format is happening whether they like it or not. What? Are they doing any of the Marvel? The, like, no. Gar- Guardians? No. And they're all in just Blu-ray? Yes. That is mind-blowing. Yeah. I don't they're understand. Gonna, they, they have to do it for uh, Infinity Wars. They're going to have to. That movie's going to be so massive. I've heard nothing about them converting and going yet. I want to talk to you when we get back about the Black Panther trailer. If you Okay, and I haven't seen it. So. Okay. We'll, we'll be back. We'll talk violence. Oh, and mayhem. Uber violence. And lots of blood and shooting. And I don't mean running car Uber. And we'll talk John with you. Sure. Communities Digital News, built by the writers and editors that deliver the news 24 hours a day. Visit comdiginews.com. That's C O M M. 
digi-news.com and support the next evolution in news. Oh, John Wick, Chapter 2. Okay, we'll pull some numbers again because I, you know, I really want to show off that I did some research. Great. Okay? You did take some time there. I did. So John Wick 1 had a $20 million budget. Uh, made forty three million in the U.S. and eighty almost eighty nine million worldwide. John Wick two a hit. had a forty million dollar budget, so mm-hmm. they doubled the budget. <clears throat> but uh, and they and they more than doubled the domestic intake at uh, ninety two million and worldwide one sixty six, which doubled their their box office. Um, everyone returns. You have a few new characters that are introduced in this one. Um, it was a little weird to see. Lawrence Fishburne and Keanu Reeves together on screen because yeah. uh, you want him to call him Neo. Uh, John Leguizamo is in it for a very short period of time right? as the owner of the car shop. Um, shop shop, yep. You have Lance Riddick, who is the hotel front desk manager. You have Ian McShane, who is the Continental owner. And you have Keanu Reeves, who is John Wick. And pretty much everybody else from there is new. Um, I honestly liked the first one more than the second one, but I liked the second one a lot. Right. Um, well, the first one's your origin story. Yeah. Why it is, how it happened. Yeah. It's and nice that they open the second one with kind of closing off part of the first movie. Right. Uh, in the second movie, um, uh, John is attempting to, after creating mayhem in the first movie is attempting to find peace is attempting to establish peace so that he can move on with his life and go back to retirement. But, and that doesn't work very well for him, but a marker's called in and yes, by an Italian mobster. And, and, uh, and a, and a marker is essentially a debit that you owe to someone and that it is whatever they ask you to do, you have to do it. Right. Um, and in this case, the marker is used to put a hit out. And when someone. he when he first doesn't want to do it, <laughs> the they, guy blows his house they blows, up. They blow his house up. <laughs> Which is a bummer. They didn't kill his dog. Thank goodness. Yeah. But the true. rest of the movie is is, is frankly, it's it's kind of like watching Clint Eastwood in the gauntlet because <laughs> instead of driving in a bus, John is just walking around getting attacked yeah and mowing people down and left mowing right. people down left and right and he just, how many did you find out how many i didn't even a go cu- through it somebody told me a couple hundred that he just at least blows away yeah um he destroys his vintage 67 mustang yep in the very beginnings and then leaves it to be worked on um it's amazing it's just it's very well done but I, I think it lost a little bit of its shine with me because, again, that original was just such a unique story to be told. Right. You, and, you and didn't was, know what the Continental was. You didn't understand how far he would go. Yeah. You didn't understand any of that, right? And they... But cli- he's, go ahead. And they, well, I was going to say, and they cliffhanged this one for a sequel, and they never did that for the first one. But they keep his love story going. Yes. With his with yes, with passing his, of his with, wife. With his wife, Yes. But they've pretty much burned everything down around him, so he has nothing left. Right. Um, again, major props to Keanu Reeves for the amount of martial arts and, the, and the choreography and the stunt work 
just, I mean, ridiculous. Right. Perhaps the best part of this is Keanu is working with a director who was like his stunt double in The Matrix, who's a stunt, you know, extraordinaire, a right. master, Chad Stahelski. I don't know how I'm pronouncing it. Anyway, that's interesting because they're buddies. Yeah. And they figured out how to make a really great film and get Keanu relative, um, relevant again. So, again, it is very clear at the end of the movie that it is setting up a chapter three. Which in a, could get worse for him. Yes. <laughs> it, it is worse for him. It's going to get worse it, for him. As, as he is doing what he's doing in the end of the film, yep. it's already horrible for him. Right. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't, the body count on that one could be thousands. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't, it's great in 4K. And the reason it's great in 4K is not because you get to see the kills easier. Yeah. It's because they travel to some really neat locations. Absolutely. And um, there's this, I hope I'm not confusing movies. There's an Italian museum scene Mm -hmm. where there's these beautiful white statues. Mm hmm. And there's a fight scene that goes on right in front of it, yep. which is just stunning to watch. It is. Yeah. I mean, I could watch Keanu Reeves fight all day, every day, on loop, no problem. It's I, interesting how um, simple his fight technique is. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, just it's get them to a point where you can shoot him in the head. Yeah. <laughs> Exhaust them and shoot them. Yeah. The, the the Blu-ray 4K, did you watch any of the extras? Absolutely. Oh, good. I mean, I didn't watch the Blu-ray. I watched the digital version, but sure, I watched... they had all the extras. All the extras. Did you listen? There's a great audio commentary, did which not, is fun. I did not do that, but I will say, again, they did not disappoint like they did with the first one, where they really show like the work and the effort that he's putting in, and the choreography, and the fact that yep. he's driving the car... And he's, you know, he's he wants this to be real. He's very invested in this. And I appreciate that when watching a performance, knowing well ahead of time that he was very invested in the first movie. And he's not the kind of guy that um, signs up for a lot of sequels. Right. Um, he's very picky that way. And so for him to sign on, you knew that you were going to get a performance from him that was genuine and that he was invested in making the role great. And so I love watching that stuff. I love that there's no blooper reel. Right. You know, I love just like... Most of the extras really do focus on the choreography and the stunt work. You have to. And how hard it was. And and, and um, the cinematography and the locations and, you know, just again... It's a great movie. It's not as good as the first one, but it's it as far as sequels go, it holds up pretty well. Right. Um, I'd give it like a B plus. I'm gonna give it an A minus. Yeah. I was watching it with a 17 year old who was just couldn't believe how great it was. And it, you saw it in 4K. That's true. I watched it on a computer. So right on a computer. Yeah. How can you watch a film like that on a computer? I do all come the on. time. It's called multitasking. Oh goodness. <sighs> okay. So when we come back. You have a... I, it depends. How much time do you think we've got? We've got time. Okay. We can go a little extended. All right. So I'll just go over some of my Father's Day picks. Okay. Gift guide picks. And we'll leave it at that. Good. And you can tell your wives that either they can get it for you or you'll buy it for yourself. Right. We'll do that. 
community's digital news, built by the writers and editors that deliver the news 24 hours a day. Visit comdiginews.com. That's C-O-M-M-D-I-G-I news.com. And support the next evolution in news. So what should... What Are you a father? I am. I'm a father. And is there something that, that you would like to recommend? Sure. So the first thing I'm going to recommend is um, a quick selection of some 4K or uh, Blu-ray movies that have just come out that would fit in with Dad. Have, have, we, have we already reviewed some of them? Maybe. Uh, we did not touch on Unforgiven, the 25th anniversary edition. <laughs> Of course, I'm, Logan's going to fit in I'm holding Logan up in front of Joe to say, this is a movie you should get for your dad. And actually, Logan is kind of based with the thematic feel oh, of yeah. Unforgiven. Oh, yeah. I sat and watched Unforgiven with my kid the other night. I what, thought what, he, what did he think of it? Which? Unforgiven? Unforgiven. It's a masterpiece. No, what did he think of it? First, he was bored. Think about it. Yes. Seven, it, this... The amount of pacing in new movies compared to the old days, yeah, it's, is not even close. It's it's, it's fast paced. He was first bored and amused by the dialogue, and then came to me later and said, "You know what? That was a really great film, Dad." So it kind of took a while to kick in, but it is a great film. Yeah, he's, he's got to you know he's got to he's got to savor it a bit. Aging gunslingers and um, Gene Hackman is fantastic as the sheriff. So anyway, um, the last four Harry Potter movies, which are essentially the darkest of the four, mm-hmm. the most mature of the four, are available now find in me 4K. Some, find me somebody who hates Harry Potter. Please. I I'd, can't. I would love to hear somebody say, oh, that's crap. Okay, did you ever watch them all? Because I guarantee you, you don't know what you're talking about. And the about. last four are amazing to watch because it is just devastation I will say, all over the place. I will say I didn't care that much for Deathly Hallows Part 1 because it yeah, was such a it was slow burn. slow burn. But man, sure. this Part 2, the yep. climactic fight and everything, amazing. Anyway, the 4K UHD uh, package includes... All the content on the Blu-rays from the Ultimate Editions. So you're, this is the best version of the film to buy. If you're going to buy one and you got 4K available and you want to see all these great extras, get it. Okay? Saturday Night Fever, the director's cut. I mean, that's going back and there's no way... Is that 1975? If you weren't available 1977 okay. in a disco at that era, like my wife who lived in a disco during that era... That's the film to watch. It's great for couples in their 50s to watch. That's all I got to say. For people who still like Travolta. For people who, I mean, that was his his break. You know, welcome back, Cotter. For me, his break was Pulp Fiction. Sure. See, look at that. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Um, or Grease, I guess. Heat, the director's edition. Oh, yeah. Do you remember Heat? Absolutely. Al Pacino? The thing I remember in Heat the most is Al Pacino and De Niro only have one major scene together, but it's fantastic. Yeah, you know what's really funny? They they haven't really been in a lot, but you always associate the two of them being together. Yeah. And they're not. Very rarely. Godfather, right? They were in Godfather 3. Okay. I think. I'm pretty sure 3. So anyway, that's 4 with Logan. That's 5. Yeah. Those are all good. Hacksaw Ridge, lose. too. I would throw Hacksaw Ridge in there. Get that. Oh, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you've got a grandpa that you want to buy something for or your dad likes war movies, Hacksaw Home Ridge. Run. Home 
Run. That's right. Best movie of the year. All right. Now we're going to flip over to outdoor items. So for some reason, there are companies now making outdoor pizza ovens, which makes whatever. You know, I mean, hey, for me, I'm a pizza guy. So if you're sick of ribs and hamburgers, get the Uni 3. It's a pizza oven. And well, it's like a, it, it mimics the brick oven. Okay. Except what it is is it's, it's something that's shaped like... Uh, is it a catalytic like a... converter. <laughs> That's funny. It's this stainless steel box. Do you cook it on an open fire? Like you on a do. fire pit? You do. It's this box that simulates an open fire pit mm-hmm. type experience. It gets up to like a thousand degrees. What kind of pie can you make? Is it a deep dish? Or it's was... a Neapolitan, okay. about eight inch or so. You slide them in, 60 seconds. Wow. Flip it a few, you're done. That's awesome. That's, that's how fast it is. So that's a great backyard party. Oh, if you're going to like do a, any type of a um, theme party or something for a birthday, you just get a bunch of pizzas ready to go and you let people put their toppings on and you just rip it through. Or just cook random pizzas and constantly keep it going. That's awesome. I'll remind you, it's hot. <laughs> I mean, here, it's really hot. That looks pretty crazy. And that if you don't watch the pizza, you're going to start burning it on the edge. So anyway, great idea. It uses food-grade hard uh, wood pellets. Cool. Not a bad idea. So not not hard to find, to put it that way. That's right. Um, I'll mention something called the Greet, which is a video doorbell. There's a lot of those these days. Is there really? Because yeah. I didn't find too many when I was looking around for what I would consider the best one. The big one and, and the one that's most known is the Ring. Okay. Ring video doorbell, which tie, somebody rings a doorbell and you get a push notification to your phone. And it's a two-way walkie-talkie so you can seem like you're in the house. That's exactly what Greet's kind of doing. Right. Uh, Greet adds a video component. It will shoot a 30-second video every time its motion sensor goes off. Now, unfortunately, I live on a busy street, about fifty feet away from a from a from a car that'll come by, mm-hmm. and in a span of about five hours, I'll have ninety videos sitting to look at. Where do they store? They store in a cloud, okay. and they delete after twenty four hours. Okay, but um, that's the bad part. Of course, the interesting part is uh, catching my son cussing as he was opening the door about his dad getting an effing video doorbell <laughs> which was pretty amusing did you, did you show him the video i did show him the video so and he was like uh, uh went into beavis and butthead for a minute um so that's really great it's a pain in the butt to install i literally had to have a um friend who's a contractor come over and put it up is it you have to you got to wire it to your current doorbell and if you don't have a doorbell that's wired you can, there, you're gonna have to, you have to there, buy a chime. You're going to have to do something else. You're going to have to buy something. So it doesn't run on batteries. It runs on the electricity of the doorbell. So Plus, the, there's a backup battery. So the ring, I believe, will do both. Okay. I think. Uh, let's see. I'm going to mention one more called the Hydra, and it's a smart water bottle. And I, what was the joke I made to you the other day? Why would you have electronics and water together? That's right. But they've managed to somehow insulate it enough so that you can. There's a speaker on the top of it to play music. There's a phone charger on the bottom. 
there's lights on the inside, so you can have a flashing red light, you can have a white light, or you can have kind of a party atmosphere. So you would put on outside Saturday Night, Saturday Night Fever and then start the disco lights inside the water bottle. So make sure that you have a family member who is shooting YouTube video of you as you use this thing, yes. because I'm not convinced that electricity and water are going to work out in your favor in the long run. Fifty nine. 99. Last thing I'm going to mention is a personal assistant that is in your wireless earbuds named V. It's a female, very, very pushy and annoying, but she will get you to run faster, farther, and get on weight loss regimes and so forth. Hmm. Um, there's biosensors in the uh, earbuds that will track everything you would want as a runner understand what you're doing right and wrong as far as heart rate distance and that kind of stuff so as a runner let me ask you there are so many apps and so many devices that you can use do you find it difficult to figure out what the best one is to use yeah because i stuck with one i just picked out one what i want to know when i'm running is when i hit a mile every time i hit a mile right. i want to know and i also want to know my time so I'm not very picky about, and there's a one called Map My Run, mm -hmm. which I use, but I'm going to keep trying V because I need about two hours under its belt for it to really start making decisions that will work and impact what I'm doing. Definitely what I've found is the wearables, you know, the... Um the Fitbit or the Apple Watch or the or the devices that are on your person that are relaying the information to your phone seem to do the best. Right. Um, so it'll be interesting to hear with the with the earbuds how um, that works. Now, do they stay in your ear? How, how surprisingly, are, they stay in your ear because at first V pushes you to find the right. Um, plug silicon gel plug mm -hmm. they, they give you like four or five different sizes Good. so she'll go up oh, don't have your heart rate try again up oh, still don't have your heart rate keep going but then How once is it? it it's getting your heart rate from your ear ear yeah wow which is interesting right? yeah so how accurate is that i wonder surprisingly other reviewers have done it and have done some painstaking metrics uh -huh. and it is it's accurate okay so that's good uh, you got time for one more? Let's do it. So there's something called a Nomad. It's a portable turntable, which I thought was really neat. It looks like uh, an attache-style case, cloth-covered case. You pop it open. There's the turntable. Plays your uh, 7, 10, and 12-inch records, 33 and a third, 45 and 78s, multi-speed. It's got a little bit of a 5-watt built-in speaker. It's not great. It sounds like you're playing a record from the 1980s, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Okay? It's got output, so you can go into better speakers. And you can use Audacity to um, rip recordings off those albums. Speaking of Audacity, we use that to produce that's, this podcast. That's correct. And they throw it in as part of the package. And, of course, Audacity is open source and free, yes. right? Yes. So... How many pieces of vinyl do you have? I probably have a couple hundred albums. A couple hundred. Yeah. So would you ever think to take them and rip them to an MP3 just to hear the crackle and the pop? Probably. It depends. So the ones I would do that for are the ones I know I will never, ever, ever, ever find. For example, I actually have a recording 
that was done with the Nelson Riddle Orchestra of the Batman TV show. And it's got a lot of crazy cuts of Nelson Riddle guys just playing that jazzy kind of stuff Mm -hmm. with between the cuts, Batman and Robin jumping in and saying something silly. That's awesome. It is awesome. I don't think I'll find that anywhere else. So They'll never produce that. And there's some weird Star Wars album I have that has... It tells the story with the music, and the characters tell the story. I'm I'm definitely impressed with seeing. I'm, I'm, I've seen a lot of Kickstarters, and I've seen a lot of really high quality, high end portable record players, right. USB powered record players. That some of them have Bluetooth to push the content to a wireless speaker, right. and I love the innovation going on there. Yeah, um, because I, there's a lot of people who are really in albums still. And it's Big great. Time. I'm glad it's coming back. Just as long as they don't bring back cassette tapes or eight tracks, I'm all for it. Yeah. And but the Nomad's 199 bucks, that's which not, is reasonable. That's not bad at all. Um, okay. I'm good with that. Or you can be terrible and get your dad an Amazon gift card or buy him a pressure washer he probably doesn't need. Ah, if you're, pressure if, washer. If you're, a, if you're a bad child. My stuff's more fun. Yeah. Your stuff's more fun. Or, you know, get some... Uh, Get some other stuff. Do you want to talk about one other thing real quick before we go? Sure. Okay. So, you know I love to try to crowbar Ghostbusters oh, in, no. into this. Yeah. And I want to talk... How a, can you? I want to talk a little bit about what happened this week uh, with Dan Aykroyd opening his mouth and essentially bad-mouthing Paul Feig, saying that he cost the film an extra 30 to 40 million dollars in reshoots because he wouldn't listen to the the original creator's input although Sony has come back and but said But was he off a of zero? He said they Sony said it was 3 to 4 million. 3 to 4 million, but apparently he has decided to come out and directly attack Feig saying that he didn't even attempt to merge the two universes together into something cohesive. Right. And then Ghostbusters Day was I think Thursday or Friday, and Ivan Reitman kind of said the same thing, where he said it would have been better if they if there was a better attempt to merge the right. old, the old crew and the new crew together, but it was seen unnecessary, which was a huge mistake. So it does shed some light into the fact that Aykroyd and both Reitman have said that it's probably going to be very hard to make another film, and that it's unfortunate, but that Kate McKenna and Leslie Jones and uh, yeah, all the, the remaining. Not having the original Ghostbusters as the original Ghostbusters in that movie, I a, thought, was idiotic. It was a big mistake. Even if they showed up for the first 10 minutes of the movie and passed the torch to some way, but making Dan Aykroyd a cab driver and Bill yeah. Murray a ridiculous, you know, debunker. I, I don't know why he decided to come out against Paul Feig, but he did. Right. And so now there's this whole. Okay, but were you happy with that? Wouldn't you come out against Paul Feig? I'm happy with it. I'm a little disappointed that he would go that route. I liked Reitman's comments more, which was it would have been more helpful to merge it together. I do find it interesting that he's the chairman of Ghost Corps and he had no say, essentially, in the final product to go and say, no, you need to reshoot with the original cast. Right. Um, But I guess I'll take that. Uh, it just means I'll never see another movie again in my lifetime. Vindication? Not really. No, because you want another movie. Apparently, there's a lot of fighting going on. So this movie has ticked a lot of people off. Right. So, Unlike I, the new Star Wars movie, which is going to be great. Okay. There, and, I've just, and quickly, I will say Black Panther's trailer. Yeah. I, you haven't seen it. No. You should go watch it. Um, it looks good. It looks good. I think... Uh, 
you know, it's a primarily, um, what's her name? Michonne from The Walking Dead is in it. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Does she have katana? I think she has a sword. Okay. I don't know. It's like very quick. I think it's her. I saw her from a distance and she's bald. Right. And I'm pretty sure it's her. But again, I caught it quickly. So it looks great. looks awesome. I'm excited for it. It's another home run for Marvel, I think. Wow. Again. So sick of so sick of those guys. DC got Wonder Woman. Yeah. Or yeah. I hope I don't I let's just hope Justice League is better than Batman versus Superman. And on that note, anything else you'd like to say? No. No. Thank you. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to you. That will be coming up next Sunday. Yes. Rest in peace, We're Adam. All very West. excited. I'll be making pizzas. <laughs> in tribute to Adam West. So what are you gonna put on it? I'm going to make batch pepperoni shaped like bats nice. and, and just pop it in there. Nice. Okay. Well, that's great. Uh, that's pretty lame. So I understand. I'm Todd Stowell. I'm Joe Zedkowski. Still, I love the polka music. I thank you so much. I know. And, uh, it's the d- best part of the show. Don't forget, subscribe to us on TuneIn. We are on... Or ignore us uh, we like are you have on been doing. YouTube, Facebook... Uh, Zadzook's happy hour. Right. We're everywhere. You don't want us to be. Really, we're, we're friendly people. We're sort of, you know, a little bit like the plague. We'll That's come, right. We'll come find you. We will find you.